Low Elo is made possible thanks to the generous support of listeners just like you. For more information, visit LowElo.com. Hey, 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 it's a beautiful day. I'm Steve the Yordle. Welcome to Low Elo. The meta is a system, Christian. That system is our enemy. But when you're in-game, you look around, what do you see? Solo top, jungler, AD carry, support. The very meta we are trying to change. But until we do, these players are still a part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand, most of these players are not ready for Season 3. And many of them are so inured, so hopelessly dependent on the meta, that they will fight to protect it. Were you listening to me, Christian? Or were you looking at the misfortune with the black cleaver? I was... Look again. First. Freeze it. This... This isn't a ranked game? No. This... Is live from the internet, it's Low Elo Podcast! You're listening to the only League of Legends podcast starring Ren Mayordle, Christian Feltz, Dave Quarles, and Jeff Wyckoff. This is Low Elo. This is Low Elo, episode 57. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Gamer, and this, as always, is my co-host, Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Compy386. I'm here, I'm coming. We've also got Christian and Rin here, so Christian Fell, say hello. What's up? I mean, hello. Dave, I messed it up, I'm sorry. Line... Yeah, <laughs> someone reset his teleprompter, uh, and and the the nervous cough there is uh, Rin the Yordle finally back with us. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Welcome to okay. the show, you two. So this week we're going to be looking forward to the European LCS qualifiers, while we also take a look back at IEM and Katowice. And our adventures in breaking the Season 3 meta. But first, let's talk a little bit about Thresh. Now, by the time you've got this in your hands, hopefully you're already playing him. And he's already live on the public servers. So, uh, we've gotten the... We've been looking at Thresh for a very long time at this point. I mean, it's been, what, four weeks since our last champion drop with Vi? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that Uh, right? (laughs) Yeah, it was last year. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um so we but he, they've put out the summer uh, the summoner spotlight or the champion spotlight and everything. And uh I mean, this guy looks I mean, can we just call him OP already? Like we haven't even really played him and tested him out. Can we just call him OP? Yeah. Everything and he does makes things way. move in a weird way. He's like and an far. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's got really good range on a lot of his abilities. But I think Christian really nailed it on the head there. This is like the first champion that we've got that 
like is exclusively all about repositioning people on the battlefield and not just the enemy both their allies <laughs> and your enemies like that that lantern what was it or his w yeah can can we talk about that because let's when talk I f- about that i want to talk about when that. i first I mean- when i first saw or heard what his lantern does um it people made it out to sound like i was like oh my gosh this is a terrible mechanic this is game breaking it's gonna allow for so much trolling it's bad it's bad it's bad it's bad um because what people were saying was he puts a trap on the ground that if your teammate walks over it they teleport to you that sounds terrible like that's you know i'm gonna dive the tower and put a trap down so that my teammate comes with me (laughs) right the trick is the way Riot made good on this one. The player on your team or on Thresh's team has to click on the lantern. So yeah, they like how, make the choice. I like how noobs in League are suddenly hillbillies. Like, <laughs> I see that. Put a trap on the ground. I'll take my teammate with him and kill him. Yeah, I'm going to take the teammate <laughs> with him and kill him right away on my spores. You want my gun? Come and take it. <laughs> Um, but that seemed like it could be real trollish. And I mean, it, it now, but, but making people click on it, that puts a responsibility on them. So I'm happy with it now, but the distance on it is nuts. Yeah. It's absolutely the, stupid. Like the Powerball, he threw Ramus at them. That was scary. <laughs> that was really cool. That was really cool. Um, yeah. So the, the way it works is he throws down his lantern. And that's, you know, visually represented on the ground. And then a teammate can click on the lantern and that teleports them to Thresh's location. And it's, it looks like it's got a range. Um, I'm sure there's like the PVE stuff out there, but it looks like it's got a range upwards of like a thousand. That's like the equivalent of a fully charged Varus Q. Well, maybe less than that, but still, that's really long. Yeah, it's, I think it's less than a Varus Q, but it's, it's like the length of you know, two and a half, three flashes after the change. Yeah. So you're, you've basically got, and it's, it's got a high cooldown. I'm pretty sure it's got a high cooldown, but you, you're, if you use them as a support, it's like you're giving that lane a second flash that's better than the first flash. Yeah, you're, you're making that lane gank-proof. Like, they, you, even how they... Well, as long as Thresh doesn't get caught out. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna play Thresh, I, the way they displayed it in the the spotlight is that you want to be in the back just in case a gank comes your way, at least in the early game. Because if you do it any other way, then well, I, you're playing them wrong. But see, now here's the magic of this champion, and why I'm very pleased with the design of him so far, is because I don't think that's what they wanted. I think they they created a champion here that forces some very intelligent choices because that's one way to play him. Sit in the back, make sure that you're or near the rear so that your uh, carry has an opportunity to get back to you in case of a bad gank or something going wrong. But his passive... You forgot yeah. about his passive. If you if you stay back, you're going to end up in the end game with no armor. Right. Because right. he doesn't get ar- scaling armor. And this is a little known fact about every champion. You get scaling stats. Like, every stat scales. Health. Well, I think everyone knows that. They're just not well, yeah. really sure of how much they get. 
Right, right. So, you know, the and reason if they some people then are... my bad and Compy's right. <laughs> the, the reason some people are so tanky late is like, for example, Alistair. Alistair does not need that, does not need to get health because his health scaling is so good. Well, Thresh's scaling is not going to scale armor at all. He's got to collect souls, which at first I thought he had to kill the minions, but it's no, when minions die around him. Yeah. So it puts a Thresh player in a interesting choice especially in bottom lane do i risk collecting these souls or do i hang back you know it's it's a and very create a choice free environment yeah it's it's a very choice that there's no right answer necessarily yeah it's there's gonna, only situational answers yeah there's so. going to come up a lot of varying play styles from that yeah personally i like the idea of him getting into the fray, collecting souls, and just, you know, getting his money through his support passive, whacking away at the enemy's carry if they ch try to do anything to him. Because he's going to be dangerous to get close to. Right. Especially for someone who doesn't have a lot of range. I'm, you know, looking, I'm thinking about Corky. If he doesn't have his Valkyrie up, this is a very dangerous support to get close to. I, I really like his hook, too, because it brings another interesting choice. Which one? He's, he's got, like, two <laughs> hooks, man. Okay, the one where he sends out yeah. the chain. I think it's his cue. Oh, where he hooks them, Damnation. and then he gets to, like, pull them around? Yeah, yep. but you get to choose. Do you want to pull? If you pull on Blitzcrank and you hit somebody, like, in a Ramus, like we were just saying, there's no that's over. You pulled Ramus. Yep. GG. Yeah. <laughs> but... You know, on Thresh, if you land that hook on somebody, hmm, do I pull? Split-second decision right there. Yeah. Now, does it feel... I feel like that hook... I think that's his cue. It's, it's yeah. his cue, right? Um, what he does is he, he sends a hook out. If it hits, um, then he can walk and pull them back uh, mm -hmm. if he walks away. Or he can hit it again to pull them together. Do you feel like... He, it's like he just got the best of Blitzcrank, Nautilus, and um, Skarner. Yeah. Like, yeah. all in that queue. <laughs> yeah. You combine all three of those. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it looks really good. It, and it looks fun. Um, he also, he also kind of looks like a support that's going to get himself killed a lot if you don't <laughs> make good decisions like more than most of the time right right i mean yeah. hey that's the best way you can learn to support yeah is, uh, is to get killed well you <laughs> lots learn of times your, you learn from your mistakes you realize okay maybe i shouldn't have pulled myself towards that uh vein tar combo maybe i should have <laughs> just not activated my queue and you know it, it provides like you said provides a lot of options on what is best what what is the best play you can make on landing this queue? Yeah, you know? yeah, but no, there's going to be a lot of vari variation in the way he plays because, he, like, his other hook does something different depending on whether you're standing in front of him or behind him, and he gets to cast it in any whatever direction he wants. It can pull people closer or it can send them further away. Uh, yeah, that's. So I mean, so he's going to be pulls. Yeah, he's got and two an pulls, optional push and a, yeah, an optional well, and two pulls, an optional push, an optional drag, and what looks like the best slow in the game. Yeah, it, from the video, it looks like that. It might not be, but well, I'm I'm gonna guess it's still not going to be as good as singed pool. 
because Singed Pool is the best slow in the game, and I think that they're probably going to keep it that way. But it looks good. Yeah. Like he, what his ult is, uh, what do they call it, the box. The box. The, the box. Uh, I'm I'm predicting that we finally get our Luchador skin. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm predicting hey, we, we f- hey we said that differences in the ring B <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> and it's gonna you know it, eventually we're gonna get an epic skin for him where it summons down a you know a wrestling ring and f- with you know an additional side but it'll you know have the posts and the uh, the sides and everything the ropes and, yeah and, and the, the ropes, ropes. <laughs> and and when it hits the ground it'll go ding 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 <laughs> that would be cool um. <laughs> But yeah, so it summons down like a uh, what is it? An octagon? Pentagon. It's a pentagon. pentagon. Okay, it's a pentagon. Only five sides. So it's it summons down a uh, pentagon that uh, anyone who hits the sides of it in kind of Viger fashion, they uh, one. I think that wall disappears. So only what uh, one person can hit a w- each wall, right? Yeah, one side. Yeah, which is a, a balance figure. I, I'm guessing. Um, it also creates some interesting play because if you bum rush them, like everyone hits or one person hits one wall, everyone floods in. But uh, you hit that wall and you take AP, like you take magic damage, and you are slowed. And it looks like a big slow. Yeah. Yeah, that slow looks. I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait for the Blitzcrank Nautilus Darius or the <laughs> Thresh oh teams. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I I've I like the idea of uh, oh you know what let's get a luchador Vi- uh, Viger skin also <laughs> so that we can put a ring inside a ring. Yeah. Oh, and then we'll put Jarvin in the middle too. <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god! We can have a whole team of wrestlers. This will be a battle royale about <laughs> ring casting yeah. champions you know to to hell with the pirate themes and to hell with the uh the commando theme i want uh you know mexican wrestling theme lucha libre yeah i want lucha libre <laughs> and i want it on jarvin i want it on thresh the new guy i want it on viger you know anyone who's got those you know Vig- what's Viger that? as Viger as a as a professional mexican wrestler yes exactly <laughs> like he, he summons down the little ring or he could be like a ref or something you know i mean it we don't even You're see his face up. anyway I'm hoping you <laughs> like we already don't see his face so putting a little mask on him is perfect right yeah no i think this is a fantastic idea pay me um <laughs> Summon your eagle powers. <laughs> what do you think I'm trying to do? But Thresh looks awesome. And I think that he's going to be governed more than anything by his cooldowns. That's the way they're going to balance this guy out. Yeah. 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 No, but I think another thing, too, is it's going to open up more AD carries. Even more. I mean, in... in we saw a lot of Caitlyn, a lot of misfortune. AD carries without those innate escapes, those innate dashes. I think it's I think it's Katavitsa. Katavice. No, right. no, Katavitsa. Oh, I heard you, Katavice. <laughs> um, so, but that opens up if you can rely on a thresh to get give you that get out. If of If you're free a listener card. in Poland or anywhere nearby, let us know if it's Katavice or Katavitsa. Katavice. 
Anyway. <laughs> no, but if you're, if you're an AD carry without those mechanics in your kit, that's going to open up. Also, if you have that mechanic, maybe we'll see less flashes being taken. Yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe. But I, I really like your first point about just opening up more carries. Um, because now we don't need the mobility as much if yeah. you get thresh. Yep. Or it'll just, you know, be stacked mobility on top of mobility. We'll have, uh, you know, Ezreal bottom with flash with thresh. Yeah, you're not going to. <laughs> you're never, ever going to kill him, he, ever. He's going to go from the the enemy tower all the way to his tower like <laughs> yeah. in one fell swoop. Yeah, it's going to be the most terrible thing ever. <laughs> what I want to see is a Vi ult on an Ezreal who, like, flashes and then hits the thresh uh lantern and then uses his flux to get under his tower and watch as vi like piles through two <laughs> waves of minions and then tower dives as real <laughs> or maokai that would work right maokai right too. a maokai yeah <laughs> anyone with terrain. one of those those nuts closers like a lease in you know, I, I want to do. I want to do the same thing, but like I just like throw a Draven axe at him, and just see how far it goes. Yeah, I think we're gonna see a lot of those uh, with then, Thresh. And then could you catch that axe? Like, <laughs> where's it gonna come back? Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, I, I think we're gonna see a lot of that though. We're gonna see a lot of people flashing away from Thresh, who then get killed, and their you know their body is like two screens away from the person who dealt the finishing blow. Well, it's not, gonna be funny. To the moon. Not to even mention the home guard teleport Ramesses or oh. home guard teleport Hecarims <laughs> that he can throw into the enemies. Oh my gosh, yeah, no, it's silly. It's ridiculous. Everything is <laughs> everything about this champion is ridiculous and I love it. Yeah. Um it, I think I think you know, if Vi was any indication, Vi they knocked it out of the park with. I think that uh, if they get another one that's as uh, thematically awesome as Thresh, or as Vi in Thresh, then we can really just say, you know what, the bar has been set. We know what to expect from this next year of champion development, and it's going to be awesome. I really like the two supports in three months that we've had here. Yeah, it is nice adding stuff like that. I like his uh, his alternate skin, his Zoidberg skin. Oh, he looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, he looks so cool. Need a support? Why not Zoidberg? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, well, enough on Thresh. We're gonna be—I'm sure—we're gonna be playing a whole bunch of him over the next couple of weeks, and so we'll get back into you guys. And but if you have thoughts on him, let us know what your thoughts are on Thresh. We'd we'd really like to hear. Uh, let's move on. We've got uh, now the U.S. the North American qualifiers for LCS uh, took place a couple weeks ago, and they were awesome, like unexpectedly awesome. Yep. There were some like just you know there were some problems and people not showing up and crazy stuff like that. But when it came down to the actual tournament, we had some really cool, uh, matches and we got to see some people advance that we weren't expecting to advance, especially Marn who, you know, represents the community now technically, which is kind of awkward, yep. but, uh, I am so psyched for the European LCS qualifiers 
not just because of what happened to the North American qualifiers, but because it's the European meta, which is always like it. It's just different, and we're gonna see some different play. Like it's not gonna be what most of us are used to. Yeah, and if Katowice was any indication of what's going on in Europe, um, Vitsa. they they apparently have the ability to beat the Koreans, which is something we in NA do not have. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so the the teams that are gonna be in this, and remember, guys, this is for the uh, five slots to uh, get into LCS. There's some big names, and then there's, once again, some that uh, you're going to be scratching your head going, who's this? But I'm going to read the list. It's a long one. we got Fnatic, know them, Giants, Alternate, Anexus Esports, Lol Pro. I like this one. This is a very creative name. Team Acer. I, I hope they get a sponsor at some point. Uh, Millennium, Dragonborns, Copenhagen Wolves, uh, TNB, I'm not even going to try and say their name, because that's an abbreviation for something. Uh, hey, I Just Met You. AAA, who, long-term favorites of the show that just, you know, have set so many roster changes, we don't even know who they are at this point. Uh, I don't know who you are anymore. Right. <laughs> Team Solo Mebdi. <laughs> That's they're my favorites. Yeah. Oh my god! Um, oh, they're gonna get sued. Yeah, mouse. <laughs> I, it's I can't. I can never tell how I'm supposed to say this one. It's like mouse ports. Is it mouse ports? Is it mouse eports? I think it's mouse because like in they mouse. do StarCraft too. Yeah, it's okay. mouse esports. Mouse mouse esports. Is that, okay, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, them and uh, Elo Hell. So a lot of familiars. A lot of people we didn't know. Um, even existed. Uh, I think this is going to be a good series. Yeah. And I think the equivalent to the American side was that uh, Curse was like the old pros. I would not be surprised if Fnatic just walked through it easily. Mm -hmm. But I think the really interesting player is going to come from those people we've never heard of. Yeah, you know, or people with lineups that have just been changing over and over yeah, and over. Triple like, A is completely yeah, unknown. Exactly. They have a name. They have a name that's been around, but we don't know who's on there anymore. <laughs> right. This is this is not the Triple A that then became, uh, gosh, uh, CLG, and then is now something else. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know? Um, I mean, who's ever heard of the Dragonborns? The Copenhagen Wolves, they they actually have won something. Uh, didn't they win, like, a DreamHack or something like that a month ago? Well, uh, regardless, they're, they're actually doing well for themselves, I think. But it's like, who who the heck is Team Solo Mebdi? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 hey, hey. You know what? I'm going to say it right now. I called it. Remember when I said TSM light? <laughs> yeah, you know, European TSM. That's probably not even affiliated. I assume MIBD is middle. What language is that in? Anyone uh, know? I don't know. I don't know. If, yeah. if you know what MIBD means, then send Compia an email. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we could look that up, but uh, the internet, it's just so far away. Yeah, I, I don't trust Google Translate. <laughs> With anything. <laughs> um... So, best of luck to all of these teams, um, especially those who worked their way up through the uh, queues and 
you know, got there because of their ranked stats. Uh, looking forward to see what you guys do. And uh, I, as this th- this uh, whole event is going to be going on, what, like the 25th through the 27th, I believe? Yeah, I just hope that they're at times where I can actually watch. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it's Europe, so it's going to be weird times for us. But Yeah, uh, it's going to be weird times for us. <laughs> I hope it's on YouTube again. That was kind yeah. of one of the surprises with the last uh, qualifier was that um, not only did we get all everything on Twitch, but we also got to see it on YouTube. And the YouTube stream was really nice. Yeah. So I'm hoping we get more of that. You know, if you could, YouTube can just, you know, make their uh, front end for streamers more friendly and easier to find their pages, then uh, they'll, they may end up having a real hit on their hands. We'll see. <clears throat> uh, IEM6 at Katowice. Boy, what a Katowice. <laughs> what a tournament oh my god it was so exciting I mean, like, it was a tournament filled with just like play the plays <laughs> the plays the... yeah that's that's was definitely the top play and if you haven't seen it go google i think it's x peke or x they all pronounced it differently but x peak uh winning as cassidy we'll just call him jim <laughs> it's it's jim playing cassidy <laughs> um, oh my gosh <laughs> it's uh it was fanatic versus sk right yep yeah fanatic versus yep. sk in the group stages um and just go see you'll you've never seen a win like this it was that good it was it was a lot of fun to watch but we had we had all kinds of play now i do want to point out the team formerly known as Moscow Five, now Gambit Gaming, took this tournament. And yeah, made it look easy. <laughs> they uh, showed up in a big way and uh, proved that, you know, they're not slowing down with all those Pringles sponsorships or whatever else is going on with them. Like like the <laughs> like the montage where Rocky's like doing interviews and Ivan Drago's like working out. Yeah. He's getting all soft. <laughs> Again, right. it's not soft yeah, because of the Pringles. Right. But I Rocky like always comes back, so <laughs> I don't want to curse them or anything. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but, oh, my gosh, they were so good. And, and, and it's like I feel like as North America, we're closer to Europe because we've both been around longer, at least in what we watch. Right? You know, Asian teams have always had their thing just as long as we have, but we've not been able to, to watch it or see it. Yeah, it's been kind of closed off to us. Yeah, it's been the crazy <clears throat> far-off east, and we had no idea what was going on over there. Well, after Worlds, you know, it's starting to open up, but, you know, NA and EU have a long history of fighting each other ever since the first pro League of Legends match was ever played. Yeah. So I feel like we, when there are no American teams, by default, most people in North America are going to root for Europe. And, <laughs> right and oh my god moscow fought or uh, gambit gaming just <laughs> wiped the floor with a zubu blaze yeah and a zubu yeah. frost in the semifinals but uh i mean yeah, they were was, ending games like up 15 16 17 kills yeah there was a 22 minute surrender in one of those yeah from a Zubu i think it was a zubu frost hmm. but anyway still <clears throat> 
Well, I mean, but if you're going to see, like, I don't know, I know, I don't like this trend. I'm going to bring this up. It's a little bit of a departure. I do not like the trend of the surrenders coming out in professional play. I understand where they're coming from, but I feel like um, the game shouldn't be over until it's over, especially when you've got sponsors, when you've got stakes, that you should be in it till the very end. Yeah. You know, make them take the nexus. And it it's the Asian teams doing it most. The Asian yeah. teams will uh, surrender most, and that's kind of a throwback to the StarCraft culture. Um, that you know you don't you don't wait to finish it out; you just GG it. But we have such a defi- well defined line for victory in this game that there shouldn't be these surrenders in competitive play. Well, in StarCraft 2, if they had lengthened it, because the victory condition of StarCraft is to destroy all enemy buildings. Right. And watching someone who's already won destroy all the enemy buildings that are all over the map, that's boring. Exactly. Yeah. But so that's surrender just not in StarCraft case. makes sense. Yeah, yeah but just, League of Legends, Nexus, blow up. Yeah. I mean, Done. we've had games recently. We've had games recently um, where we pushed all the way up to their nexus in like the first 20 minutes and then just couldn't get there like yep. team fight after team fight after team fight we could not take the nexus they would just beat us every single time but they couldn't come back at us because we had super minions pushing all three lanes yeah and they we'd always come back base for 30 minutes exactly and so we end up with like these 50 minute long games where a lesser team would have surrendered and honestly these teams had very legitimate opportunities to come back now i don't think we've lost any of them when we've done this we do eventually pull it out but the point is is that all like all it would take is just one really strong push yeah once the game hits that 35 40 minute mark one push is all you need to win the game. Yeah, and there's a lot you can do from underneath a tower to make sure it gets to that point. Yep. So, um, sorry to depart from that, <laughs> or depart from uh, the subject at hand, but congratulations to uh, Gambit Gaming. This is their actually their first tournament win uh, as a new organization. Yep. Uh, side note, uh they are also that team is undefeated at IEM. Yeah, they've won every single IEM they've gone to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, another thing too is uh, the uh, I just completely forgot. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know wh- where you were going with that, but <clears throat> um, yeah, Katowice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to talk about the Kha'Zix, man. Some of the stats. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah Kha'Zix. Okay, we looked, and this was played on 1.7. Yeah, the, the previous... Before the most recent round of Kha'Zix nerfs. And uh, let's see. I don't want to say, you know, all the time how we were right, but oh my gosh, we were right. Band 11. There were only 19 games, so one, we were right on the single elimination round robin. Very good there, and including the semifinals, best mm-hmm. of three single elimination. So there are only 19 games, which put it in this oh really compact, like easy to experience the whole thing. It was really great that they did that. Two, Kha'Zix picked, 
uh, 94 point, picked or 94.7% of games. Uh, all, like, all but one game. All but one game. In all but one game, he was either present as a pick or a ban. His win ratio, 85%. He lost one game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Six, six wins, one loss. Yeah. So. And, and, and I still don't think the Kha'Zix nerfs address the issue. Nope. <laughs> and there's <laughs> I, even one, you can find highlight reels, I forget who it was, like. Uh, I want to say it was Alex Each, but uh, it might not have been. But uh, just hopping, hopping mm-hmm. around, killing people, and he he didn't get end up getting a penta, but he got a quadra, and uh, you know of course the casters and everybody were going nuts because it was awesome. Well, and he is, also got just a, a lot of kills that he never should have. Yeah, you know, which that, is, on any other champion, you would never get that kill. No. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, if you if you Google like find some highlight reels, it's going to be basically the Kazix show. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this whole event yeah. was. Kazix and his mid-air missiles, because yeah. that's that's the rage. And you know, Moscow Five Gambit Gaming, they they said this in one of their last tournaments, um, and this has really been their theme, and that is they only play the broken champions. You know, that's like, that's their strategy. You know, if you ask them, well, what what strategy are you going to bring to this tournament? They're like, well, we're going to play broken champions. And that's what they're doing. You know, before they were, you know, <laughs> well, let's just focus on the now. Kha'Zix is busted. And if to give Kha'Zix to that team right now is suicide. Yeah. Just absolute suicide. Yeah, if you look at the, I mean, and I don't know how many times this has happened because we don't have a very robust stats department, but uh, Olaf was the most banned and picked in every single game. But he lost a lot. His win ratio was only 36%. Yeah. You know, and in all things being equal, you're going to look for a, a, a win rate about 50%. That's what it should be. If everything is balanced. Now, of course, that's never going to happen because some players, some pros are just really good with certain champions and certain matchups. But, uh, yeah. Well, I think, uh, <clears throat> and, and you mentioned something along these lines, but I want to go a little deeper. You were talking about how a lot of the picks on Olaf were probably to keep them away from people who were Olaf players. And, yep. like, I, I think that there's this misconception that goes all the way from pro play down to the lower echelons of ranked play and even into normals and things like that, that you can win a game with picks. Yeah. Now you can, you know, there like clearly there's the exception. There's always the exception where you just throw it. But if you, We've said this so many times. If you try to win by taking away your opponent's best champion and playing it yourself, if you don't have the same level of understanding that they do with that champion, you are handing them an advantage. 
And it's, it's not even understanding. These pros all understand every single champion on paper. Well, but I'm not but, talking about the understanding that comes from looking at stats. I'm talking about the understanding that comes from, you know, spending long nights. Exactly. One of playing those is lots and lots of games. Muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, knowing the combos is one thing, but being able to execute it every single time perfectly, that's a completely different thing. That takes time dedicated to practice. Yeah. And then, but when you pit somebody up against another player that doesn't know it as well, like just from the muscle memory, you start to see, like you can see instinctively, it's like reading the the code in the matrix. You can see the mistakes in their play. And you can see where they're weak. And as a result, you can capitalize on it. And, you know, a lot of people this tournament were picking Olaf to take him away from Voiboy, who is a really good Olaf player. Just a note, Voiboy's team came in, like, second to last. So, I don't know why people are (laughs) counterpicking Curse, but whatever. But still, if you counterpick someone who's, like, a, a let's call it a targeted counterpick, Mm-hmm. You're giving the other side an advantage because they know that champion so well. How many? Uh, if if Jeff goes against a Warwick or a Teemo, <laughs> he's going to destroy that Warwick or Teemo because he knows Warwick and Teemo inside and out. Yeah, and similarly, Dave, you know, goes up against a Leona, then he knows when to get out of the way. Yeah, like can, presumably. Yeah, you can guess what they're going to do, and you can evaluate their skill level, and that gives you a huge advantage. Yeah, now, I mean, this is an argument for playing lots and lots of champions, too, so that you can gain uh, uh, more than just a basic understanding of every champion. But, you know, understanding those champions, being able to play them, building up a little bit of muscle memory will help you achieve that matrix vision level of play where you can see when people are making mistakes <clears throat> and then learn how to capitalize on them. That's kind of the key right there. <clears throat> but it's also going to give you insight onto where the state of the game really is. You know, if you're calling OP on something, you should probably understand it first. I know where this is going. It's going nowhere. I'm not going <laughs> to oh, say okay. Okay. anything. No specifics. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything <laughs> about the targeted Yet. APE ban- uh, nerfs <laughs> that are currently live on the PVE. Not going to say a single thing. Um, we'll blow up that bridge when we get onto it. <laughs> except that you could fix them with scaling resistances on his APE. No, sh- sh- <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you... You went on for almost an hour, about, like right before we record this episode. Let's 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 move on to okay. the subject, yeah. shall we? I sure. feel like I took like a class at college in APE, <laughs> taught by Jeff. Like, is there is this going to be on the test? Like, uh, you know what? Let me just hand it over to you. I am six Catavite was an awesome uh, event. And you should go watch the VODs, and especially watch that uh, x Pecky play on Cassidy in SK versus Fnatic. It's it's incredible. Um, but so on to more Season 3 type stuff here. Compi especially, and usually in, in tandem with Darkskeep, uh, has been running some pretty unconventional bottom lanes, trying to break up the meta beyond just doing something like double bruiser bottom. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? 
Okay, yeah, br- Double Bruiser <coughs> Bottom has been around for a while, but uh, what we have been trying to do bottom is come up with a lane that uh, really synergizes well and is sort of killy. <laughs> and I say that because it's not just like a, a straight kill lane, like a Scion Pantheon. I mean, you know what that is. But <clears throat> what we've been doing is Rangar AP Tristana. And the synergy there is we push the lane, get it up into the bush, and jump out of the bush, destroy people. Tristana hops on people, destroys people. And it's really worked well. And another thing from Katowice is, you know, you can't just accept what people say is good or bad. I mean, this is something we've talked about before, but I think... Unless we say it. I mean, then you could just accept it. (laughs) (laughs) No, we even did an episode. Don't listen to us. But... uh, I think it was said, don't take our word for it. Take our... uh, Whatever, whatever. It was a couple months ago. Yeah, but... And another thing is I kind of have a little egg on my face because, you know, I've been playing support. Last week, I said that support is still kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. which it still is, which is why we're doing these crazy things because you have to identify why is this good? Why is this not good? And then you, you said know. something about Doran's shield being bad. Yes, I bad. said, who buys a Doran shield? And then Edward, <laughs> who I'm voting for support player of the year, even though it's January. It's the support player for a, for a Gambit Gaming. <laughs> yes. Edward, his builds on his supports are Doran shield, Kindle gem. Yeah. And then you tried it out and it works. (laughs) (laughs) It works. And it's crazy because, you know, you don't get gold pretends. Like, that's just sort of a thing that you accept to be true. Like, on support, oh, you get, you know, Heart of of Gold, which is now gone, but Philosopher's Stone. You know, people playing with the lucky pick and getting twin shadows because you feel like you have to get gold pretends. No. Edward, Doran Shield, Kindle Gem wards so do you think that gold pretend on the support is one of those holdovers from season two that people are just kind of resisting the change on i don't know they're they're not fully capitalizing on the revamped support tree and the fact that uh, you essentially get a very strong gold pretend item out of just buying a sightstone i don't know that's another thing he it was surprising to everyone he did not buy the sightstone ever Mm -hmm. just just straight up bought wards and i played a f- quite a few games doing that and lo and behold it worked now have i do i think that's the new meta or whatever i don't think so i don't think it's uh, ready to be called one way or the other yeah it's a little early to be calling the new meta you know january one of the first partner events of the year yeah but it's part of the thing that's opening up is i think rather than going into a game with a preset build it's a lot more reactive buying like oh i need a doran shield and i and there were actually if you watch the vods there were other people solo tops were getting some doran shields even a jungler had a doran shield at one point you know if if i've got the gold i'm back at base i'm willing to invest this because reasons Mm mm-hmm and that's the that's the important thing. Well, because this is not good, or I read on the forums this is good, or I'm following a guide and the guide doesn't tell me to buy this, don't rely on other people's reasons. Make your own. Break but the meta. Make them count. Yeah. 
And then if it doesn't work, don't say, oh, that's bad. Yeah, there's no such thing as a wasted game. You know, if it doesn't work out, you learned something. Hopefully you learned something about why it didn't work. Just take that, do something with it. Congratulations, you're a better player now. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully hopefully we'll see more meta breaky bottom mix-up stuff from you too. I really like what you've been doing with uh, Rengar and Tristana, AP Tristana. Um, especially yep. because that, that lane is permanently pushed. And it gives me free reign to just babysit middle. Yeah. I, I I really like that just because of two things. The surprise factor, like a Rengar and a Tristana just coming out of nowhere and just destroying you like, in, in a second. And also, like, once you do get that kill, like, you can, Tristana can just get, get back and Rengar can probably escape on his own. Like, it's almost foolproof. Well, yeah, and AP having an AP Tristana bottom, first of all, messes with everyone. Because everyone takes a lot of armor bottom because they yeah. expect an AD. So yeah. that her, you know, whatever it's called, her E, her explosive, <laughs> explosive shot. shot, thank you. Yeah. Her explosive shot does a whole lot of damage. And it takes it takes sometimes 10, 15 minutes for people to even figure out that, Tris oh, hey, Tristana's AP. Yeah. I mean, and the, the, only, the only drawback I've seen is if you go against a Sirocco. Yeah, Soraka gives us a little trouble. Lulu also gives us a lot of trouble because she can slow down the dashes. Yeah, but, I mean, no plan is foolproof, yeah. but you're trying stuff out and seeing where it works and where it doesn't. That's Not just for bottom lane, though. That opens up the entire team with all the Kha'Zix mid-rage. Having a strong <laughs> AD mid ra uh, in the middle oh my gosh, is... Mid. Yeah, AD mid. I mean, why not? Yeah. Hey, you know what? Do this game again. Like, get me in on this. I'll I'll go Draven mid while you guys do your thing, Bob. Yeah. And some people some people say, oh well, that's because mid needs blue. Well, with a Rangar Trist or APs need blue. With a Rangar Trist lane, their towers usually down very quickly because we're always pushed. We we just take theirs. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that. It's it's good. I mean, it it opens up tons of possibilities. It also basically ensures control of dragon for like the first 10 minutes of the game yeah and you and you guys have heard me and darcy will we we share the ward burden like if i can upgrade if i can get like the brutalizer be like okay i'm getting my brutalizer can you get a ward be like yeah okay i'll pick up a ward but that's that's been classic of our teams we always like share the burden on wards i mean unless it's christian then you've you know basically gotta like, pick it up for yourself but anybody else on the team will always be willing to pick up wards and fill those extra slots hey, hey well, man i've been making any other one to get sidestone right all right it's it's it. so especially for the first 10 minutes you know you've got to have at least a ward two wards in your inventory and sharing that burden support is no longer a healing ward caddy and I have to give credit to some listener who sent that in an email. But if all you're looking for from a support is to heal you and ward, then ugh, you're limiting yourself. That's yeah. season two, man. <laughs> I got to uh, You said caddy. It's, <laughs> uh, hold on. Hold on. Champion idea. A champion that walks around with a quiver of swords. <laughs> All right, like it's like, like a you know like a the the golf bag you know mm -hmm. almost. It's a caddy of swords, and his whole thing is that he's whipping out different swords and throwing them away as he uses them. <laughs> uh, that's a cool theme. 
You just wait. Give it a year. Give it a year. You'll be writing checks to me. <clears throat> Aren't we already? Um, I wish. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move into our Q-tip. Uh, someone who's been very popular in the current meta, and no real surprise there, has been Malphite. And so we asked for your tips on how to play as or play against Malphite uh, so we can share them with the rest of the community. And uh, what did we come up with? Well, this tip comes from Kovaroth, and I really like it. Be careful using Malphite's spells to trade. Their mana scales up fast. More importantly, his moves are more meant for the control they offer, not the damage. There you go. And, and then the P.S., do not ult a single target or Teemo cries. <laughs> right. Once again, there's always an exception to the rule. But the rule's there for a reason. I think that's a good one. You usually look to get bang for your buck out of that ultimate. I kind of want to submit my own Q-tip for Malphite. Mm -hmm. Is die. <laughs> yeah, go die. Almost any... He is almost the perfect champion to go in and die. I mean, and we've... Do you remember this game? It was about a month ago, maybe two. We were playing with a random who was Malphite, and he would not initiate. Like, he he went top and did all the stuff. It was a normal. And he just we just danced around the other team, like... He didn't do anything, ever. And it went that way for like 15 minutes. It's like, just go die, man. Yeah. It's like, we will all follow up on that ult. It's like the entire team will. It's a trained response from yeah. most players with over 200 wins that, like, an, you know, a screaming Malphite missile goes past you and yeah. into the enemy team, and you follow. <laughs> Yeah, even a new player, they see this, I mean, they've never seen that before. What they? they might, well, they, again, a new player might run away because they're scared. <laughs> <laughs> on He's on both teams. He's such a homewrecker, though. I mean, you don't have to do much. You go in, you faceplant it, and if people follow up, you're bound to make something happen no matter what happens. Like, yeah, go die. That's I mean, actually that... very fun. I'm just going to tell Malphites for now. Go die! Just go die, man! You do your thing! You die! And that's you the story like the That's the story of big, meaty bruisers who have closing ults. I mean, like, Hecarim comes immediately to mind. Like, if Hecarim <laughs> goes in on the enemy team, you go in, too. Yeah. Like, it's, it's time. <laughs> Yeah, no, and that's one thing that gives those big AoE ultimates their strength is that it gives your team the stimulus to react. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why in a Mumu ult, like, giant circle kill now! Like, there's no better, like, even if you're on voice chat with people, it, there's nothing better than that. You don't need to say it because yeah, you can it, see it happen. It generates initiative for the entire team. There's no doubt about it. So, well, thank you for your Malphite tip. Uh, this week... We're going to do something just a little bit different. Uh, we're not going to run a Q-tip. We're not going to run a game. We actually want to do some story time. Now, remember, we are most interested in the stories that are quick and to the point, something that we can read on the air without having to uh, break out the bifocals and scroll. So keep that in mind. But we want you to send us a story about a champion you love to play but can't. Yes, we want to hear wailing and gnashing of teeth. Yeah. Share your failure. Yeah. So, for example, I love 
playing Poppy. <laughs> I cannot play Poppy. <laughs> I'm so bad at it. But tell us your stories about the champions that you have that kind of relationship with, and we'd be happy to read the uh, best of the best on the air. You can send those to team at lowelo.com. Just uh, put story, story time, story time for compy, Betty by Dippity Boo. S- sweetie, 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 I don't know, something. Yeah, uh, in, in the subject story. line. <laughs> So, uh, let's get, I think we've got some time for some quick email. All right. This first one happens to be a story. So this will serve as a good example. Jungleicorn, like jungle unicorn, jungleicorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been playing with a group of friends. I think we need more unicorns in the League of Legends. <laughs> yes. Ponies. So rock is not enough for you? No. But stallion. But stallion? Away! Here, Butt Stallion. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> That's Rin's name for Hecarim. But yes. Uh, okay. Like, couldn't so, we just get a Hecarim skin where he's like bleach white with a rainbow tail and like 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 his top half of his body is more like it, it's basically uh, Tarek. from Kegel. No, it's no, no, no. The, it's it's basically Tarek. You know, because he's a centaur. It's but it's basically Tarek makes up the second half of the human part of his body with like the flowing hair and everything. <laughs> And he has like a unicorn horn sticking out of his head. I mean, how cool would that be? He just needs to be robot unicorn. Duh. Yeah, they could robot uh, one too. You know, license Fabio's likeness. It would be even better. <laughs> <laughs> I think they already had to. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Jungleicorn. Uh, uh, he said he's been playing with some friends, and uh, they had an opening, and they grabbed someone from the low elo chat. And he wants to give him props on being so awesome because first off, he carries us so hard, calms my raging friends down, teaches me how to play Sona, and he is awesome. His name is Wonder Boy, and he has helped so much. Cool. So shout out to you, Wonder Boy. Yeah. Uh, while playing with him, we always say, oh, we have to go negative to win. We have much better chances of winning, we found, when we are losing bad because we group up and team fight better and can push. Is this something that you find a lot? And uh, that... When you go negative, you can win because the other team gets cocky? All the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, Scotland? I wouldn't say that it's a consistent, you know, like, yeah, we got to be behind in order to win. No, it's not like that. But, it, yeah, we've won a lot of games it, from behind. It, it's a good percentage of our games where we just come trailing from behind. But the difference from us between us and other players is uh, we don't surrender. No. We just, <laughs> Ever. Uh, Ever, we just stick through because there's always a chance for redemption. I mean, that's that's not true. Every now and then we'll have one of those games where we're just like, "No, I think we should just move to the next one, guys." Yeah. Well, and that no comes from a lot of that comes from a lot of testing. Yeah. You know, since we're doing these stupid bottom lanes, that. Uh, but <laughs> what? One thing is one jungle corn. You're gauging whether you're winning or losing based on kills and deaths. Which wrong. you shouldn't. You are wrong, sir. Um, for example, we were just talking about this game where if you're pushing, your entire team's pushing, and they, they're in their base, and you haven't killed the Nexus, you're going to give up a whole lot of deaths. Yep. We've won games like that being 30 down. Kill we, death. The, the particular game I'm thinking of, I think we finished it like 14 to 48. 
Yeah. Like we we died so much and they had such a lead on us. But the difference was is we controlled the entire map. I think they had like two of our towers. Well, and there's one game we were losing, I think it was last night, maybe the night before. We were losing, quote-unquote, kill-death ratio, but we just decided to push mid, and we kept pushing mid. Yeah. And the other team would send people top and send people bottom, and we'd see them top and bottom and be like, all right, time to take the inhibitor. Yeah, we died. It took us several attempts, but we just ended up pushing for the victory. It was like 20 to 40-something. Yeah, a, a far better gauge of how well your team is doing is really how much of the map do you control. You know, it's like, where are your minions in relation to theirs, and how consistently are they there? Or how consistently are they there? So, uh, yeah. But before we move on to the next one, he said, P.S., I mained Heimer for a while because of Rin, and I stay away from Jax because of Christian. Oh, <laughs> Team Rin! <laughs> Woo! Team Yordle! <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing a victory dance in this chair right now. What's up? What's up? I'm sorry, I just, I just destroyed you so hard as Jax. I mean, maybe if you... You <laughs> didn't destroy me, I was kicking your butt in the early game. That sounds like the squealed yelps of a uh, Yordle who's just had a severe case of Wussback crushing. Boy, don't <laughs> Make me bring out the Heimer again and kick your butt. I'm going to place it. Oh, never mind. We're going to go on with this forever. All right, moving forever. on. <laughs> Merximers uh, wanted to uh, tell us we were right, which I always love. I yeah. was playing with a team from the low elo chat and wound up as top lane Riven. After her nerfs, I was mashed against a rumble. And due to some very poor decisions on my part, gave up an early first blood and two more kills in the first 10 minutes. On the last kill, he dove under my tower and got away. Remembering your advice, what was our advice? Uh, if you are in a position where the enemy can just dive you under tower consistently, especially in a solo lane, go somewhere else. You leave. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah. He said, remembering your advice, I let my team know that I was leaving my lane to help out others. And they fully supported my decision. We soon had an epic fight at Dragon that gave our team four kills. And even though it was difficult, we were able to come back and win it. And even though my KDR wasn't very good, 6, 14, and 19, I was often the one in the middle of the team fight wreaking havoc and dying to let my team win the fights. Hey, man, don't, don't discount those 19 uh, assists. That's yeah. a lot of presence gained right there. So It's not the best KD ratio I've ever seen for you know someone who's been behind, but... Dude, you were you were making plays apparently. Yeah, and one thing to do for those of you who just can't keep from harping on the KDA, take half of your assists and add them to your K. There you go. Nine half of nineteen is eight, more or less. Yeah, let's you be know, more kind. I add two thirds. Two I'm gonna give you two thirds. Yeah, and uh, public <laughs> service announcement: uh, it's wreaking havoc. W R E K W R E Nobody wrecks havoc. Wrecking havoc is not a thing people do. It's yeah. wreaking havoc. And I'll, this is the <laughs> only time though that you will ever wreak anything. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to wreak. <laughs> anyway. Uh, another story from Matt. Today I listened to the podcast with headphones while grocery shopping. And I'd like to thank you guys for causing me to look insane. <laughs> the second half of episode 56 had me chuckling every other minute. So the surrounding shoppers who couldn't hear uh, thought I looked, 
thought I was laughing and smiling for no reason. At one point, I was reading the label on a pack of steak and begun obnoxiously laughing at the steak during the Pringles jokes. When I looked up, other shoppers had a legitimate look of concern on their face. Yeah. They're Cheezums, by the way, not Chetums. Yeah. I also got distracted and threw a bag of cucumbers into someone else's cart. I know this because when I got home, I, w- I had no cucumbers. See, I used to, I used to have... The, the opposite problem. Now, it's um, probably no mystery that, uh, you know, before setting this up, I used to listen to a lot of podcasts. I mean, Joystick, PC Gamer, a whole slew of them. The Instance, just to name a few. And I would do the same thing. I'd be listening to the podcast. I Like, here's the thing. I'd listen at work. I would listen at the gym. And then I would listen <laughs> at the grocery store on my way home. So I would be listening for like five straight hours, four or five nights a week to podcasts. And I would do just the craziest stuff because I was listening to the show and not quite in the real world. Like I remember one night where I ended up staying like a full extra hour at the gym and realized that I had doubled all of my reps because I was listening to the show, not really paying attention. I finished my workout and then circled around and did it again without even realizing. <laughs> well, I, I circled around and did my second day workout because I used to split them up. I've I've gone to the grocery store. This one I remember very distinctly. I was listening to an episode of The Instance while I went grocery shopping. And I got home and I unpacked my groceries and I asked myself like out loud to nobody else in the room. I was just like, why do I have a watermelon? (laughs) (laughs) Like, just, it's not something I ever buy, but there it was, a full, like, I live alone, people. I'm a single guy living alone, and I brought home a full-size watermelon because I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) Mm. I get it. So, so yeah, guys, uh, low elo podcasts. Uh, listen at your own risk. Yes, because you might. <laughs> no lifeguard on duty. Right. You might just bring home a watermelon. <laughs> yeah. you, you might work bring out twice. Home a puppy. You might forget to buy cu- cucumbers, <laughs> <laughs> or you might buy somebody else cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> They're a gift. <laughs> we got time for one more. Oh uh, yeah, give us one more. Okay, this is a different Matt. <laughs> has a question for us. Uh, I've been having problems, especially as a carry, when it comes to team fights. I don't know where I am, who I'm hitting, and I mash all the buttons. Oh, you're playing how- Fizz. <laughs> <laughs> how, can I, how can I keep myself cool while still contributing to the most crucial parts of the game? Hmm. That. Go is... in with a plan. Yeah. Uh, like... Seriously, that that would be my suggestion is go on with a plan, even if, you know, and, and this will teach you habits because you'll eventually start thinking to yourself what works and what didn't. Um, did he say what champion he plays? He just said uh, what I, he's supporting. I, 80 carries. Oh, 80 carries. Okay, okay. So <clears throat> go in and, uh, for example, if you are Caitlyn, tell yourself, if I can hit more than one champion with a Piltover Peacemaker, I'm going to do it. If I can't, I'm going to auto-attack. And if anyone gets within half of my attack range, I'm going to net them 
to get away from them and then immediately ult. Just put that into your mind. Like, that's my plan for this team fight. And so then the team fight happens. You know exactly what you're going to do. You're going to pilt over Peacemaker. You're going to auto attack. You're going to net away. And then you're going to ult. And eventually, when you become familiar with that kind of a pattern, you'll be able to start mixing it up. You'll recognize when you don't actually need to use your net, when sometimes you need to net sooner, and you'll just start adding on and adding on and adding on. But go in with a plan. If you're panicking, that's the best way to do it. Well, and take the spirit of the 100-game challenge in with you. Uh, don't be so hard on yourself if you weren't able to do all of the things in your plan. Yeah. That's where you're going to get better, if you can do one of them. Yep. Well... You know, and then just kind of freak out the rest of the time. But if you can do one of them, uh, one thing I like to do is Caitlin is put a trap at my feet. Yeah, that's how I like to do it. So uh, that so that Leeson can, can charge in, and then who's got yeah. the eyes now? Yeah, exactly. Well, he, he charges in. Someone lands on a trap. Then you net. Then you can pilt over. But yeah. it comes it comes from playing a champion over and over. Like if it's if I'm playing Leona, and I see a group, I usually go for three. If I see a group of three in a in a radius that is the size of my ult they're going to get ulted that's just it's yeah. going to happen <laughs> yeah and and the way that we develop these is you kind of we set like small goals at first you know so like your your first goal you know as as ash is you know if i can hit two people i'm going to or i'm i'm going to what god what's that one called the her spread arrow thingy who ash Volley. Oh, volley. volley thank volley? you. Yeah. You know, if I can hit two people in this team fight, I'm going to volley. You know, just throw that out there. Like, that's goal one. You know, you get that down, move on to setting goal two. And suddenly it becomes, if I can hit two people, I'm going to volley. And if I can, and if uh, I can prevent, if I can prevent closing to the AP carry... I'm going to ult, you know, you just keep on adding things like that. And if you can, you know, and you, but you don't progress to the next stage until you can consistently execute on the first one and then mix it up, change it. And you know, whatever learn. you do, do not listen to the people who are like, lol, focus so-and-so because team fighting is so much more complicated, so much more uh, complex than just right click someone yeah if i right could click right the click right to person all, if i could right click and always hit the you know carry then believe me we'd all be pros that's not how the game works so don't worry about it yeah just do as much damage as you can sometimes you need to focus the people who are all over you for example if there's an olaf in your face no one else is going to be able to stop him your only hope for an olaf with his ult on is to be able to kill him before he kills you yeah or be a faster <laughs> runner and dodge that slow yeah. Yeah. probably not gonna happen i'm gonna throw out a little suggestion that i've kind of started to work with and um this is just me getting used to it too because i'm not used to being an ad carry either but something that's been working for me um, if you have a friend that you can work with, definitely have a support or someone that you can go bot with and that you know that you can, even if, if you're just getting used to it, just like, okay, I don't know what I can or can't do and it's hard for me to figure out what I'm doing. Just start getting used to doing that 2v2 lane 
and you've got them trying to do some initiates that you can follow up with. If you see them go for something and you know you can, um, you know, they're going to go for it, just follow up with them. Go with it. Yeah. I mean, um, even better if, if they can play a coach to you. Like, if yeah. they know the champion and they can sit there and just be like, okay, go, 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 you know. It, exactly. Have a coach, have a babysit just a little bit just so you get used to it. Okay, just go for it. And something that I do, which is really weird, is before I initiate, I hold my breath and then I jump in. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's how I focus before I go. And I'm like, okay. Like a, like a sniper? <laughs> what, are, are you a special forces what, sniper? One like, of these days, we're going to have like a really long, like prolonged engage. And like Rin's gonna Rin is just going to pass out. <laughs> and there's going to be misfortune just standing there doing nothing but dying. <laughs> Can you? Is that a reportable offense? Yeah. <laughs> Report you, Rin for I'm passing sorry. out. I held my breath for too long. I, what, what did I miss? Man, you died. You cost us the game. Oh, sorry. Reporting Rin for insufficient lung capacity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Learn to breathe, noob. <laughs> I don't recommend anyone hold their breath. No, don't hold your breath like me, but... You know, try to, like, if you're really just having that hard of a time, see if someone can help coach you and um, just even help babysit you a little bit. Be like, hey, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to get used to this. Can you help me out? Yeah, sure. Okay, follow up after me, and I'll tell you when to go. Yeah. Good advice. All good advice. So. And never play ARAM. <laughs> ARAM teaches bad habits. Because you would think, oh, hey, ARAM's just constant team fighting. No. No. <laughs> no That's those, that brand of team fighting is not real team fighting. But we'll not we'll get off this soapbox because we're running long as it is. So um thank you for all of your emails. Now uh, send your future emails, stories, tips, tricks, whatever, you know, pictures, art. We love art. Send all of that to team at lowelo.com and remember we appreciate it when you Keep it short so that we can put it on the show. Uh, let's get some iTunes shout-outs into the wild as quick as we can. Yeah, all right. So, iTunes shout-outs. First off, we got... All right, we're off to a good start. We got Blue Fuzzy Dinosaur. <laughs> and he writes, Thank you greatly for all that you have done with the community, and I look forward to catching up with you guys as soon as I get out of basic late April. Oh, well, Our, thank wow, you for your you service. Know, I thought you All were right. going to say prison. <laughs> I honestly thought, like, look at the seat when I get out of prison. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm glad that you're in basic and not prison. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, next we got uh, I Black Person. Uh, we got uh, Masaharta. We got Eric H. Uh, we got The Barbert Man, who writes, Darkski is number one Brit N.A. <laughs> It's true. You heard it's it true. here first. <laughs> Number one Brit NA. Number one Brit NA. Just, just. I'd love how we can uh, have have someone who's both uh, Australian, British, and North American at the same time. Yeah. Right. Lowly though, we we love you all. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we got Tachko, and last but not least, uh. Well, according to this, it's uh, from That Team Hero's Wife, who writes, My husband loves his podcast, but not as much as he loves me. Aww. Aww. Oh, thanks, Hector. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for not telling her the I truth. Mean, we Mrs. appreciate Hector. that. <laughs> Mrs. That Team's Hero. Mrs. Yeah. Hero. 
<laughs> just just so you know where he's spending his uh, late nights all the time, he's playing games with us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you uh, very much for your iTunes shoutouts. I, you know, I'm I, honestly I'm positive we missed one because I think we got uh, someone overseas who sent us a, an iTunes shout out. Uh, but I'll I'll get to you. I think I may have even replied by email. We miss those kind of things sometimes. But uh, thank you very much for your shout outs on iTunes. Um, those five star reviews help us out immensely in getting the word out to everybody else that we exist and that we are awesome. <clears throat> we have passed 450 five star reviews, by the way. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Next goal, 500, folks. Yes, 500. 500. Yep. So keep up the good work, work there. Thank you very much. Um, as always, you can find all of our stuff on iTunes, but if you'd like to join in with the community, we've got a couple of great places that you can do so. The first being our Facebook page, facebook.com slash low elo community. That uh, page is growing. Hop in, give us a like, check it out. We always put all of our major announcements. So if uh, you're one of those persons who lives off of Facebook or maybe you just get a lot of your news stream off of Facebook, uh, subscribe, like uh, so that, or like our page so that you'll get the updates when we put out a new episode, when we're streaming, things like that. Uh, we've also got our Twitter accounts. I am at EatGamer, Dave is Lowelo Dave, Christian is CTF1990, and Rin is Rin the Yordle, all on Twitter. And uh, that's probably the best way to get individual responses from any one of us is to tweet at us. Because, uh, you know, it's an easy format, 160 characters, and we get back to most of our fans and say hello. But uh, other than that, we... Put a lot of just random thoughts there, and you can uh, get a little bit more of a stream of consciousness Pic from pictures us. of food. <clears throat> yes, I post <laughs> lots of pictures of food because I like to cook and fix food. I think the last one I put up there was a sandwich. It was delicious, homemade bread, uh, honey ham, Swiss, uh, some you know hot pepper, mustard, you, mayo. You know what? You know what? Jeff? Lettuce, onion, I, tomato. When when you te when you tweeted that, I was actually grocery shopping, and <laughs> I was really tempted to get all the greens. Did, you, did you come come <laughs> over with a watermelon? <laughs> wow, that sandwich looks really good, and I'm just so happened to be grocery shopping. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he went around this. he went around throwing cucumbers in other people's carts, though. Owned new. <laughs> <laughs> Why you no fiber? Learn the cucumber. Oh, yeah, so. Man. Um, Twitter. Uh, make sure you also stop by our website. It's lowelo.com. Uh, it's also the home of our live stream, which can be found at lowelo.com slash stream, or just click the live button at the very top where we stream basically every day and every night. And uh, you'll have get your opportunity to play with the uh, casters on the show or uh, the people who are running our community 5v5s. Either way, it's a really good time. And if you want to get in on those community 5v5s or any else uh, other of this action, or if you just want to be able to socialize in real time with other members of the Low Elo community, a great place besides our forums is to head to the in-game chat. These are the channels Low Elo, L-O-W-E-L-O, -E all one word. Uh, and then, you know, when that's full, low elo two, low elo three, that's where we get our players from. So stop in, say hello, play, play some games and have some fun. It's a good time. 
Last but not least, we also want to give a huge thanks to all of our paid subscribers, the people who are kind enough to donate a small amount of their money every month to help keep us afloat and make sure that things are paid for. We greatly appreciate your contributions, and uh, we couldn't do it without you. So thank you. Thank you very much. If you want more info on that, you can find it on the website. So to close things out, I'm Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Crayons. This is Dave, a.k.a. or Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Compi386. Yar. He's a pirate. Christian, a.k.a. All Your Base 123. If Compi's a pirate, can I be a luchador? You can be a luchador. All right. Fake um, our luchador. He's, he's also Speedy Gonzalez from Looney Tunes. <laughs> and then Rin the Yordle, a.k.a. Rin the Yordle. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Butt Stallion. A.K.A. Stan the Ordle. When she's, when she's <laughs> no, sick. Steve! I'm Steve, Steve, Steve the Ordle. That's right. Steve, Steve the Ordle. Luckily, I'm not Steve the Ordle today. I'm mostly not stuffed up and stuff. I'll get you, A. Steve! This is the last thing I do! And on that bombshell, thank you for listening. This is Low Elo episode 57. Don't forget, summoners, stay classy.
man.